If you run an e-commerce business, you can relate to the amount of work it takes to produce something great. And of course, you want to optimize your workflow and reduce costs. That's why I want to say a big thank you to our partner, ShipStation, and perhaps introduce you to them as well. If you are not familiar with ShipStation, they've been supporting Cytosol School for years. They have helped so many of our listeners make things much easier, automate their shipping tasks, help them scale their business, and also, this is not a small thing, save thousands on shipping with industry-leading carrier discounts. ShipStation is the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code HUSTLE to sign up for your free 60-day trial. 60 days free. ShipStation.com. Code HUSTLE. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hello, my friends. What's up? Welcome to Cytosol School. My name is Chris Guillebeau. Every day, I have the privilege of bringing you a different story of someone who's starting a side hustle. What is a side hustle? It's an income generating project. It's something that can become an asset for you, not just a way of working harder, but a way of creating freedom for yourself so that you can do more of what's important to you. Now, as part of working on the show, I often learn a lot myself. Uh, I learned something in the research for this episode, in particular, an Instagram fad that I was not aware of. Now, that probably shouldn't be too shocking because most of my Instagram algorithm feed recommendations feature cats or running or airplanes. Those are three topics that are relevant to me. Uh, but this particular fad or trend is called grazing boards. And you can go and take a look at this yourself using the hashtags grazing table or grazing board. You can also try the plurals grazing tables, grazing boards. Now, this is a thing. The humble cheese board has grown up at least in Australia, where our story takes place. And it appears from my research elsewhere around the world as well. In this story, an Aussie woman quits her job to earn a full-time income from catering mega-sized snack boards at parties. We're calling it Eat Gray's Love. Massive cheese platters become life of the party. So how does she do it? And what would you need to know if you too wanted to become a grazing professional? Or if not a grazing pro, perhaps a grazing side hustler? Well, stay tuned. Here's a quick thank you to our sponsor, and then I'll tell you all about it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bianca Cashman loves well-presented food. 
She spends hours perusing Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook pages looking at others' creations. And for years, she wondered if she could start a food business, something to align her love of creative display with her taste buds. But she wasn't always just interested in creating food for human consumption. In fact, in 2014, Bianca and her husband started a food business of another kind, specializing in healthy snacks for dogs. Now, you know how it is, dog lovers of the world. Your dog is like, take me to McDonald's. And you're like, no, dog, here's some kale. They achieved some success with this project, but decided to move on after one year and sold the business. After that, Bianca returned to focusing on her day job as a senior account manager for a large media company. This continued until 2018, when a special event rolled around that gave her a bite-sized idea. It was her mom's 60th birthday, and she was tasked with preparing the all-important cheese platter. Not wanting to disappoint, Bianca decided to supersize it. While perusing some of her favorite food-based Instagram accounts, she'd noticed a growing trend. The concept of grazing and charcuterie boards had really taken off. This is a relatively new idea that is most easily described as a food platter on steroids. And again, you got to see it to get the picture. So make sure you check out that hashtag grazing boards, grazing tables, grazing platters. Instead of a simple cheese board, Bianca planned a buffet of organized chaos. This grazing table would feature bowls, platters, and stands, all layered with cheese, cured meats, fruits, breads, dips, and more. This table would allow people to try a bit of everything and have a small adventure while they ate, nibbling their way through a plethora of different flavors. Once she'd finished with the setup, it looked more like a work of art than a meal. To capture the moment, she took some photos and posted them online. She received a tremendous amount of praise, but more importantly, she received an offer. A friend of hers had shared her all-encompassing, amazing grazing platter with a local caterer. That caterer decided to take a chance on Bianca and booked her for a job, a bachelorette party, which I think is actually called a hen's party in Australia. It was time to recreate the magic. She didn't yet know the right quantities or even what price to charge, so she completely chicken-winged it, settling on a price per head of $25. Once again, the platter was a huge hit, and Bianca knew it was time to get serious. She chose a play on words for her business name, calling it Eat, Graze, Love. Elizabeth Gilbert, or at least Julia Roberts, would be proud. Setting aside a few thousand dollars for startup costs, Bianca bought several trestle tables, boards, bowls, stands, and a few other items to present awesome platters. Luckily, her husband is an IT professional. He set up her website for free. A trickle of business began to arrive from word of mouth, but that wasn't enough, so she decided to take marketing into her own hands. She turned to the same places she looked for food inspiration, social networks like Instagram and Facebook. Running ads on Instagram proved effective by targeting people in the same demographic as her, young moms. On top of that, Bianca utilized Facebook groups. She became a member of all the mom, food, and female-focused groups in her area and began contributing. Within those groups, people often ask for food or catering recommendations. More often than not, she's now mentioned or tagged by someone in the group. A key part of her success there is that she is active and helpful, doesn't appear spammy or unnatural, and so far, this strategy, combined with word of mouth, has enabled her to grow quickly. She's been working on Eat Gray's Love for just over one year, and in that time has generated enough income to replace her paycheck. So with much excitement, 2019 brought with it a nice grazing gift, taking the project from a part-time side hustle to a full-time job. But to be clear, Bianca isn't stuffing herself with compliments just yet. She understands this business has challenges that may hinder growth. Most notably, her concern is that Eat Gray's Love isn't really scalable. No matter how many orders she receives, an actual human still needs to attend each party and set up each platter. That takes time and money. And of course, she can't be in more than one place at one time. Naturally, she's already working on a solution. She's recently found someone part-time who will be able to help set up platters. Another idea she has is to create grazing baskets. 
That way, they can be pre-made, stored, and sold to enable for larger production capacity. With that slight adjustment in her business model, the sky could be the limit. Bianca has done what many people only hope to achieve, one mouthful at a time. Well, this was fun for me to learn about, at least. Uh, Perhaps you're an expert grazer or you're very familiar with these things. Uh, I don't know if I'd ever understood just how massive the snack boards could be. Again, I encourage you to check out the show notes or Instagram itself uh, to see some visuals. I also think it's a great name, Eat, Graze, Love. Uh, Sometimes it's not good to kind of have that sort of play on words, especially for something that is a book or a movie or something that's kind of a moment in popular culture. But in this case, you know, first of all, the grazing table thing is kind of a trend or a fad itself. And secondly, this particular reference, Eat, Graze, Love, for Eat, Pray, Love, of course, probably will still make sense and be relevant for a long time to come. So I love it. Eat, Graze, Love. And then I took a bit of a look at just the industry in general, because like I said, I wasn't familiar with it. So I looked at some other sites, some other businesses that are doing this, uh, both in the US and in Australia. And uh, I was impressed, uh, first of all, by some of the options that a lot of them provided. Most of them had a vegetarian option, which I appreciated, but also some paleo options and other things. And then critically for business, they tended to have different pricing options too, which I think is important. So I looked at another site and you could choose from you know, a snack graze option or a heavy graze option, which is basically like, you know, light hors d'oeuvres or heavy hors d'oeuvres. But the snack graze option costs $35 a person with a $700 minimum. And the heavy graze option costs $45 a person. And for both of these, they also had a little asterisk that said set up and breakdown charges apply. I think if you're interested in this kind of business, it's good to know that there are a lot of costs. So you have all the costs for the food. And then also in most of the cases, because the visual is so important, you have to go and set it up. You can't just drop it off or let somebody come pick it up. So to have a setup charge or a breakdown charge, or at least to factor that into your pricing at minimum, really is important. So if you're catering a big reception or a wedding, you know, $35 a person, $45 a person, that can definitely add up. But it also makes sense because there's going to be a lot of costs. So be sure you kind of look at that carefully before you jump into the grazing catering business. All right, my friends, I'm going to go graze on some grapes and some nuts. I don't have a table, but I just have, you know, some small snacks. I'm not going to post a photo because it's not that attractive, but I will wish you a wonderful day. Hope you'll come back again tomorrow. Our show notes for this episode are at sidehustleschool.com slash 762. We're going to link up Bianca's business and perhaps a couple of others as well. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Chris Gillibo. This is Side Hustle School. Side Hustle School.